0: Hey there, everybody! Welcome to another episode of the Justice Revolution. I'm your host, James the Patriot. Today is, oh my heck, what is today?
1: The 10th. Ah, there we go. Thank you. Friday, the
0: 10th. Friday, March the 10th, uh, in the year of our Lord 2023. I have my co-hosts with us, Erica and Justice. Say hello, ladies.
1: Good afternoon, everyone.
0: Yeah, it's good morning, actually. Well, I guess it depends on where you are. For Erica, mm-hmm. it's afternoon. For Justice, and I, it's morning. We're doing yeah. this. We're doing our show a little early. Doing our so, but anyway, um, what's new, guys? I mean, it's uh, it's been a week, but what's new? I guess, but yes, what's new with you, Erica?
2: Wind and rain. It's crazy yeah. really cool here.
1: What's the weather. Just
2: enough to tease us. Like you know, we have a couple nice days where I could lay out and and come back and get the get the all bundled up again.
0: Mm-hmm. I know. I'm I, I'm about no. I'm not about. I am ready. <laughs> I'm ready for spring let's bring on the warmer weather it's time to get outside my kids are going nuts they want to be able to go outside and play and yeah, it's it's getting tough
1: yeah so, I'm, I'm like the garden's and ready and, and yeah.
0: no hat, no kidding poor justice is buried under how many feet of snow now 20? <laughs> like
1: 7 we're at 7,000 feet so we're like ski country and it's yeah. just the resorts yeah. are happy but
0: I know mm-hmm yeah, and they it, said it's
1: dumping right now.
0: Yeah, they they said um they said that the ski resorts here in Utah are are extending ski season by an additional two weeks because yep. uh, mm-hmm.
1: that's so much snow. And everybody's roofs are leaking, including mine. Oh, Ice okay. dams and a lot of insurance claims happening right now.
0: Oh, it's terrible. I'm more concerned about when it melts. <laughs> <laughs> that's my concern. Yeah, um,
1: we have some rough flooding down there in the valley, don't we?
0: Yeah, well, the the last time we had as much snow as we've had this last winter was 1983, so oh. it was 1982 going into 83, and I don't know, I don't know if you were here, Justice. I was just a baby. No. <laughs> I was two years old. Um, but uh, there there was a river in in down the street in the streets of Salt Lake. So
1: mm, it might happen again.
0: It might, it might. So anyway. Um, Boy, lots. So, what's new with you, Erica? Anything besides the, the wind, the rain, the snow? Where the well,
2: we're still we're still keeping an eye on this whole hazmat situation, transporting all the hazardous waste to uh, twenty minutes away from our new property. So, um, our wiener of a governor, he (laughs) postponed it for one day, and then it's back on with the truck deliveries. So,
0: you know, that's I just can't wrap my head around what is going on right now with, um, you know, with with all of these train derailments. Yeah, there's a bunch. Yeah.
1: So I was listening to someone talking about taking legal action against their governor and it wasn't, it was in Michigan and somewhere else. And it stops the influx of this toxic stuff coming in. So let's talk about that after the show. That might be a good subject for you and for other people. Yeah. You contaminate now. You're spreading. They're spreading the contamination all over the country, right? It makes mm-hmm. no sense.
3: Yeah. And no, honestly, I,
1: I, we don't really know what's true.
2: Let's yeah. just be honest. Yeah. Like, there's games being played everywhere. We don't. We don't. I'm. That's why I'm not letting myself get too fired up about anything. Because right, who knows? Who knows what's really true? Is it just all made up? They trying <laughs> to to get us all riled up and show some involvement signs of life out here. Um, I don't know. Is is it stuff that's able to be filtered easily? If it is hazmat, was there even really a big explosion? I don't know. They can make anything look like anything they want to these days. Yeah. Yeah. One
1: of my, one of my precursors to um, suspicion was president Trump actually going to Palestine, because if it was that toxic, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have gone. That's just my opinion. He plays too part, too vital of a role to, it's almost like when he, you know, did the, um, the pre, uh, you know, the alternative stuff for the, you know, the, you know, what, um, to show people it's not what they're saying it is. Right. I I don't know. That was just a thought, but anyway.
0: Yeah. I don't, you don't know what to know anymore. I don't know what to believe anymore. We don't you know?
2: know what we don't know.
0: Exactly. So, which yeah. is a it's lot. Really-
2: the more I know, the less I know. <laughs> <laughs> which is
1: warfare in itself.
0: Yeah, so. I know. So, um, no, I it just, I keep seeing more and more reports, more train derailments. There's one in Alabama. There's another one in West Virginia. There's one in Texas. I mean, I never heard of, unless it was a serious train derailment—you never heard of these things—and that now all of a sudden you've got serious dera- train derailments after another, one after another. So
1: and warehouses catching on fire
0: and warehouses and uh, yeah, just just be diligent, guys. That's all we can say. So um, with with that, I, I do want to touch on something that um, that is very difficult to talk about. Um, I'm sure some of you or many of you have seen. Uh, we we had a uh, an officer involved shooting here in Utah. Um, Mm. It was uh, towards the, I believe it's toward the beginning of this month in March, um, Farmington Police Department, which is uh, not too far from where I live. Um, It's a little further from where justice is, but they, um, for those of you who who may not be up to speed, there was a young man who was driving around with one of those uh, license plates where it's commonly associated with the sovereign citizen movement. So it said, I don't remember It was like private vehicle, not for hire, something like that. I don't know. So uh, a, an officer initiated a traffic stop, pulled him over. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, this this young man, he was he was actually very bright when it came to dealing with them. He knew how to to, to deal with police. And the first thing he says is, I don't answer questions. You know, we've talked about that before, I think.
1: Wasn't so, uh, he studying uh, law and helping his mother with something pre- previously? Also? Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he says, "I'm sorry, I don't answer questions." Now, where it took a turn for the worse was you have to realize when when you're when you're pulled over by by one of these these guys, um, there's no amount of talking that you can say that's going to get you out of that situation that, that's going to be good. <laughs> Let me put it to you that way. If you're pulled over by them, you you absolutely do not need to say anything incriminating. So you can absolutely say, and that this is what I teach my daughter, and this is what I would do if I was pulled over. Say, hey, can anything you know can can anything I say be used against me? You know, he's going to have to answer yes. Well, okay, then I I choose to remain silent. That's my Fifth Amendment protected right. I choose to remain silent. You have a right against self-incrimination.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You can't. These guys cannot force you to incriminate yourself. So. Here in Utah, um, every state is different beho- around this whole identify thing. So, what where where this this interaction took a turn for the worse, in in my opinion, was the officer said he pulled him over because he didn't have his car registered. Now we that's that, that that's a discussion for another day whether that needs to happen or not. You guys know where I stand on that. Pick your freaking battles. Let's not sweat the small stuff. I'm not going to deal with a road pirate. I'm not going to win against a road pirate, even though I have a right and God given right to go where I please, when I please in my private property. The Supreme court has said as much. So um, in case any of you, if any of you were wondering the, the landmark case was Murdoch versus Pennsylvania, a state cannot convert a right into a privilege and charge a fee for it. That's not how this, that's not how it works, but they do it anyway. So, he was pulled over for that. The officer said, um, "I need your driver's license." And he said, "No, I don't have to identify. He's, I'm not, I'm not giving you any information. I want to tell you right now, he's not wrong. However, however, do you think he's going to convince this this officer, who's got a badge and a gun and a taser and some other stuff that could potentially kill you? Do you think you're going to convince him?" Otherwise, when he when this officer has been trained, that when he gives a command to somebody, they absolutely must follow it, and that they don't, he can effect an arrest. Right? Does that make sense to anybody?
1: Yes, totally. Okay.
0: So he gets into a you know a little bit of back and a forth with this officer. Eventually, he gives the officer his passport that has his name on there, <clears throat> and um, I don't remember exactly. I'm paraphrasing here. Um, at some point, you know, the officer, you know, as soon as he walks up to the car and he says, I don't answer questions, he says, oh, I'm going to need a bunch of people here. So he calls in a bunch of backup, you know, four or five or more officers show up. Um, then the next interaction you see is they tell they, they give him a command to get out of the vehicle. Um, and he says, no, <laughs> they do it again. And he says, no, then they physically open the door. And this is where all hell breaks loose. Um, I don't know. The video is not very clear. And let me put it this way. The video does not show what they purport was there. So what happens is they open the door. There's a little bit of a struggle. And then somebody, one of the officers yells, gun, 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 gun. And then all you hear is these guys just open up a barrage of fire. These, all five of these officers emptied, um, uh, their entire magazine into that car. That's uh, nine rounds, or no, twelve? No, yeah, nine rounds. Nine rounds into of, of their their sidearms into that car. Um, then the next part of this video. It's a, and by the way, this this is um, body camera footage. It's available on YouTube. Um, I believe it was posted by the New York Times, or maybe it was no, Salt Lake Tribune. It's posted by the Salt Lake Tribune. Do you um, know
1: if he was running the camera on his phone?
0: He was. Yep. In, the, in of the video, you see him holding his phone like this, or I should say it's more like this, where he has the camera side of it aimed at the officer talking to him in the window. Now, <clears throat> the reports that are coming out, and they're still still unverified, that said he, did, he had a firearm that was holstered on his right hip. Okay. Erica, what's the Second Amendment? You know what the second amendment says
1: the
2: right to bear arms uninfringed
0: so let's let's make sure we, we 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 state this for everybody so it's very clear the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed period okay no laws can be passed that would deter your right to keep and bear arms none right just because this young man may or may not I don't know I haven't seen it and I don't want to I don't want to speculate I'm not adding to speculation I'm just telling you I reviewed the video footage I didn't see anything so this is what I'm saying just because he had one or didn't have one did not give those officers a right to to just open season fire it didn't now that being said I don't know if I mean, the evidence that I've seen leads me to believe that he didn't go for his weapon. I don't know. Um, there is a still frame. Somebody, somebody caught, captured a still frame of the incident right before. It's like a second before they open fire, and you can see both of his hands are free.
1: So w- this is a smart child, from what I've read about. Oh,
0: he was extremely intelligent. Yes.
1: Nobody in their right mind is going to go for their weapon, especially studying common law or lawful actions with five police surrounding their car and especially. holding a camera at the same time. There's so many holes in it. We just pray. There's to so fight. many inconsistencies.
0: So let me, so let me tell you the biggest inconsistency for me. Okay. After they open fire, then you hear somebody says cease fire, cease fire. Then, then these, these, and I'm, I'm trying not to get. I don't. I don't want to throw emotional stuff in here. So I'm just going to give you the story as it is. Then you hear one of the officers say, "Show me your effing hands." Show me your hands. Then another officer approaches, and somebody says, "Sarge, stay back, stay back." Then they go up, and the next thing they do is they drag him out of the car, saying, "Show me your hands." Throw him on his chest and handcuff him. Okay. And shoot
1: him after he was handcuffed?
0: No. No. There was no more shots that were fired after they dragged him out of his car.
1: Oh, however, so they, oh my God.
0: Really? However, and this is uh, from the medical examiners, the ME report said there was there were two visible bullet wounds in his head. One entered right about here and came out his ear, and there was another one somewhere else, not to mention everywhere else on his, on his body. So that's the first problem the second problem is you guys know that my day job is i work with law enforcement so i'm pretty familiar with you know the protocols and what they do if there is a shooting if somebody is threatening them with a weapon so the the standard operating procedure the standard protocol subdue the suspect secure the weapon then make sure it's because the idea is is if you've got somebody who's, who's threatening you with a gun, you're, you're going to use deadly force to protect yourself. But in, in the effort that that individual is not killed, you need to secure the weapon in case they can go after it. There is no mention of the gun whatsoever the entire rest of the video.
1: And There's being why. outside the car, all the if, if, if that was the case truly, which makes no sense, all mm-hmm. the police had to do was dive. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It sound um, to me. I'm just going to be frank. It sounds like a hit job. That's what it, it,
0: it. The evidence is pointing that this is not going to look. This is not going to turn out well for these officers. Still
1: doesn't bring back her son.
0: It doesn't bring back. Doesn't bring him back. the 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 moral of the story here, if the, if there is a moral, is guys, please, I beg you, I am pleading with you, do not have a roadside argument with these eight year olds with guns. Right. Um, please don't.
1: And this is the message, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, And James has been saying it from the get-go. We have a mutual friend who got pulled over after going through the whole David, you know, S-T-R-A-I-G-H-T. I don't even know if that's a bad word on YouTube, but going through that whole course, she wound up with a bench warrant after that. And she got pulled over, and she was so confused and so scared. All she kept doing was screaming at the cop, I am a woman and I have my rights, and she had no idea what she was talking about. She, and she know, called that. me, and I called James, and James talked the police down and explained the situation and so forth. But that it, it's not the that's not the place. James has been saying yeah. it for two years. It, that that is not the place. It's the courtroom to have these kinds of you, you, everything you can be reversed. The cops can get penalized. It can all happen in the courtroom, but it's not going to happen on the side of the road yeah. with a trigger happy, angry cop or even a non-trigger happy angry cop. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very bad situation. Um, You know, and out of respect for the family, I I have, um, I'm not going to share more details. There are more details, but, but I'm not going to share what those are here. This is not the the proper place to do so. Um, Suffice it to say that this, this evidence needs to be turned over to a grand jury. They need to review this. Um, based on what I have seen, if the grand jury comes back with anything less than second degree murder charges, then, then we are, we are, we, we are totally lost. We are totally lost. Um,
2: yeah, what I, from really what true. I saw, these guys cannot hide behind the costumes that they were wearing. They were armed men. Mm-hmm. And he was very clearly identifying himself as just yeah. traveling in the private. I'm a man here. He wasn't aggressive in any way whatsoever. Oh. They were, esca- the police officers were escalating it, but it you totally have to stop looking at things from people who are claiming to behave the way that they're behaving because of whatever title they're playing, whatever title role they're playing at the time. Yeah. And this,
0: and, and this is what I, again, this is what I'm saying. If you find yourself in a situation where you're pulled over, I mean, who who hasn't been pulled over? You get pulled over by one of the police. You do not have to incriminate yourself, but that doesn't mean that you create issues. So let me give you an example here in Utah. <clears throat> officers love to throw this failure to identify charge at people. Um, oh, you didn't identify to me when I asked you, when I asked you originally, okay, that's a crime. No, it's not, okay? You have a Fourth Amendment right to your privacy, and you, and you cannot be unlawfully searched and or seized just because somebody wants to know who you are. Now, with that being said, um, there is a law in the books. Uh, whether it's lawful or not, it's a story for another day. <clears throat> it's a Utah Code, Title 77-7-15, and it states that if an officer has reasonable suspicion to believe that you have committed a crime, are committing a crime, or about to commit a crime, you are required to give him your name, address, and date of birth. There's nothing in that statute that says you're required to give him a driver's license. There's nothing in the statute that says you're required to give him any other identification and information other than your name, address, and date of birth. Okay? So if you find yourself in that situation, give him your name, address, and your date of birth, you're not incriminating yourself by doing so.
1: And there's there's no reason not to, just because this movement of people are saying you don't have to. There's no reason not to. Exactly. Unless you're committing a crime and you're trying to hide.
0: Well, and here's the other thing, too, is the Supreme Court has held that traffic infractions, so the officer states in the video he pulled him over for an unregistered vehicle. That's an infraction. Supreme Court has held an infraction is not a crime. So was he wrong that he didn't have to identify himself to the officer? No, he was not. Was he going to win that argument with that officer right then and there? No, he was not.
2: Read your audience. You know, that's an important part yeah. of, of being able to stand up for your rights is know when and where and how and what to say and when to say it. Yeah, right?
0: just just realize the situation that we're in here, right? Are, am I going to win this argument right now? No, probably not. Yeah. So um, do I want to play this, this game of Russian roulette with with this this guy who's, itching for a fight and has got a deadly weapon on his hip. No, no, I do not.
1: In this era of lawlessness.
0: In this era of lawlessness. I mean, like I said, I mean, the, the, the woeful and inadequate training of our law enforcement officers needs to change and it must change, but it won't until more people like us say, okay, you do what you're going to do. I'm going to bring you before a tribunal Mm -hmm. and have you answer to them.
2: We've seen some of the training information that they're sending out to, um, the police officers regarding the sovereign, uh, the people who are claiming to be sovereign. Mm
3: -hmm. It's,
2: it's it's a shame that they're doing that. I don't know. I have lots of friends who are sovereigns or who have gone through the American state national process and stuff. And, um, it just, it's not characteristic. It doesn't describe, they're not, they're not horrible people at all. They're just trying to figure
1: out, the correct remedy for standing up for their rights. Yeah. Spiritual law. They they just yeah. want to be a child of God and go about their business. Well, it's the same rap the conservatives are getting to, right? Yeah. Horrible insurrectionists. It's like, no, well, we love God. We want to be peaceful and live our lives with our children. That's it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, well and, and here's, and real quick, just to wrap, to round out this conversation, um, we, we all need to realize we, we are all sovereign men and women. You know, Our rights do not come from the government. Our rights do not come because we were born in, in, in the United States. Our rights come from our creator. So you cannot, you, you can't have all of your rights converted into privileges and then you, you, you have to be granted, privilege, granted um, use to use those privileges. I've heard this before. They say driving is a privilege. It's not a right. <laughs> well, you might be correct. The term driving in and of itself is a commercial term. That is a privilege. But I have a right to travel in my personal convenience. I can go wherever I want, how, how I please, as long as it doesn't, as long as my actions don't harm anyone else or I don't infringe on their rights, I have a right to go there. So, But it's
1: not a fight for the side of the road.
0: It's not a fight for the side of the road. So I, I don't know what's gonna happen with this situation. It's, it's heartbreaking. It really is heartbreaking. Mm. I mean, this was a bright young man. He was only 25 years old mm. and Say prayers for the
1: family, everybody. Now
0: and now he's now he's now he's gone. So, but um, I I don't know. Let's. I don't want to say let's let's learn from it, but I mean, there's no other way to say that Mm -hmm. there's to learn from this. So, um, now, so Mm -hmm. now that we got the depressing stuff out of the way, um, let's talk about what I wanted to talk about today. What do we do? With these pesky debt collectors and especially if they decide to sue you so um, some of you guys have noticed in our telegram chat group I was uh, chatting back and forth with uh, with this uh, young woman who was running into some issues with this and I called her and had a discussion and she's been kind enough to come on the show so I'm going to add Adrian in and have her introduce herself and then we're going to talk about her situation
4: hey Adrian how are you good how's it going
0: good welcome to the show
4: Thank you, and so thanks for you, putting me after the depressing stuff.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's sorry about that. I guess I should have um, prefaced that before. So, uh, so um, I do have to chuckle a little bit because when we spoke on the phone, you're like, well, hey, if you don't mind, as long as I'm in my PJs, it's like, <laughs> looks like you're doing just fine. So,
4: Oh, no, I just, I just covered the PJs. I'm still oh, you in just
0: covered- oh, Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> We're good.
4: Got, got the coffee, got the PJs. We're
0: good. All right, you're ready. You're ready to go. Well, um, why don't you, real quick, um, give us a give us a quick rundown of what's going on? You don't need to go into too many details, but what I want to get at is there's, there are plenty of people that this is happening to, and I want to be able to help them as best we can. So tell us tell us what's going on and, and where we are right now.
4: Um, on the twelfth of March, we got a knock on the door. It was a Sunday, and um, I got served with papers being sued. Um, a law firm. Uh, for a portfolio recovery services had mm-hmm. served me. Um, on Monday, I made the brilliant decision to try to set up a payment plan um, to avoid court. They said, we're going to court anyway and filed on the 16th, um, I believe it was that Thursday. Mm-hmm. And uh, So I returned my answers in just this past Friday, just denying okay. everything. Okay. I can't. I can't find this particular account, even on my credit report. Okay. So I called and canceled the payment plan, which I have not made a payment yet. It was just a, an agreement. It, to make It was just
0: an, a tentative agreement. Do, yeah. do you have any idea what this could have been about? I mean, it's because it looks, and, and, and I'm going to open up here, the actual complaint that you were served. Um, and it says it was an account from Synchrony Bank.
4: Um, The only information, because Synchrony holds accounts for, basically, if you open up store credit, it's Synchrony that is the bank. Um, I was verbally told what it was for, and I did have an account with that company, Mm -hmm. but I can't match up the information, nothing that was in the... I don't know what who it got assigned to. I don't know the amount. I don't know mm-hmm. anything. Okay. So it is possible, but I have not been able to track it down with the information that I have.
0: Okay. Well, okay. So guys, what do we do? You've been served with this lawsuit. One of the things I wanted to touch on here in Utah, and it really irritates me, under the Utah rules of civil procedure, you can, you can serve a complaint on the defendant before it's actually filed with the court and before a summons is issued. I take big issue with that. But it also states in the rules that you must file the complaint within 10 days of the defendant being served. Otherwise, it's gone. So I guess they figure that that does the same thing. But I know a lot of these shady liar firms will do this to scare people into doing exactly what Adrian tried to do and to get set up into a payment plan. Mm-hmm. So let's talk or about
1: modification.
0: <laughs> or, yep. Or, <laughs> or another modification. Exactly. So let's talk about this. So you get this lawsuit. Let's just, let's just go over this real quick. So according to this lawsuit, the plaintiff is the portfolio recovery associates LLC. Um, I believe actually I do know that is a debt collection firm. That's all they do.
4: Yeah,
0: that's all they do. So they are claiming they have standing to bring this case. Remember that they're claiming they have standing. All right. So here's the claims. Number one, the defendant rides in the county, which is Tooelea right here. They say the defendant opened an account with Synchrony Bank ending in this account number. Uh, By the way, did you try? Did you find this account number anywhere?
4: I found the last four of that account number,
0: Mm -hmm. but that's it. Oh, yeah, so that's all they they, they blank everything else out, but the last four. Okay.
4: Yeah, I was able to match up the last four, but I don't have a complete account number.
0: Okay. Their next claim is that an account was stated by and between Synchrony Bank and defendant, wherein it was ascertained at the closing of the account that said defendant owed this amount of money to Synchrony Bank. Synchrony Bank assigned the account to plaintiff. Okay, there's your problem right there. Whoops, I can't highlight it, but stop it. Ah, there we go. Sorry, stupid computers. <laughs> so Synchrony Bank, I wonder if this will let me try this way. Nope, it won't. Um, Synchrony Bank assigned the account to plaintiff. The next thing, the amount charged off on the account was $1,200. There is now due and owing about $1,100. bucks. is an account stated by operation of, the, of law wherein Synchrony Bank billed defendant for the credit balance and defendant did not dispute the balance, the balance owing. The account has not been satisfied and is now due an owing from defendant. Okay, that's basically it. All right, let's break this down. Justice, Erica, what problems do you guys see with this?
1: Sir, well, the first thing off the top of my mind is I would ask, you know how I go, did, did, did you ever ask this recovery association if they had a contract with you?
4: That's a good point. Actually, I haven't had any contact with portfolio recovery services.
1: So you, you're you not even in contract with them, which makes, in my opinion, under contract law, it's not valid because you're not contracted. You're only contracted with whatever the bank is. Yep. And I'm going to say that because last week I said it, it worked for me with American Express. They had uh, people trying to get money for me um, because I chose not to be extorted during COVID. And I asked them if they had a contract with me to collect money. And they said, no. I said, the only contract I have is with American Express. Don't ever call me again. Mm-hmm. They never called me again. You know my, who my next phone call was from? American Express. <laughs> so it's pretty, it's pretty powerful. Contract law is a thing. And if we don't know it, they're not going to tell us. So
0: Okay, that's a good uh, point.
1: That's the first thing right off the bat. So that's
0: right off the bat that jumps out to justice, Erica. What about you? Anything jump out to you? Any problems okay. with this?
1: Well, my, I'm
2: just having more of a general response to the whole thing. The only reason that we use the court system, right, is because there's some sort of controversy that.
0: Oh, there you go.
2: That, that needs to be resolved, right? Okay. So there's controversy somewhere. Um, they're saying that there's a debt that is owed. They were hired to get the debt that was owed. It is our responsibility as men and women to live in honor. And so if there is a debt that is owed, A, it needs to be validated if you ask for it.
3: Um,
2: The person with whom you entered into contract with needs to be the one bringing the standing for it. And you have the duty if there is, if you are in debt, to it to provide remedy
0: for exactly. it exactly we're honorable people we don't enter into contracts and then go into breaking them right, right. but it doesn't mean that we're going to sit back and take it because some big big bad bank sends you a statement that says you owe us this money you have every right under the law to verify and and they're required under the law to validate and verify so that's a good point erica um there's a number of things that jump out to me. Um, Jen G said this, and this is a great point. Charge off equals no debt. She's absolutely correct. If they charge it off, there's no debt. Because why, why, why do companies charge off balances? To, to get,
1: get the, the insurance? To get the insurance payment, yeah.
0: Insurance payment and or tax benefits, or both. Okay? So then Jen brings up the next thing. Jen, you're, you're awesome, by the way. They have no standing. Okay. So here's the problem that I see with this. Okay. The, the, the named plaintiff is the party claiming to have standing or the party with the real party in interest. So portfolio recovery associates is claiming that Adrian has defrauded them in some shape or form or another. However, the own complaint itself states otherwise. Because the claims in the complaint say synchrony this, synchrony that, synchrony this. If synchrony wanted to try and sue Adrian, they could. So why isn't synchrony bringing this action?
2: Exactly. Right. Okay. The that the original person you had the contract
1: with. Mm-hmm. That was my second yeah. observation. It so interesting. They're so not even listed a- at all as per both of them.
0: Yeah. So here's the, so here's the first thing, okay? Portfolio Recovery Associates has no standing. So that's the first one, right? That that goes right to lack of subject matter jurisdiction. You must be a real party in interest. If you are not the real party in interest, you have no subject matter jurisdiction. There is no controversy before the court. Therefore, you have failed to state a claim upon which relief can be granted. The second issue is line number six, where it states, there is an account stated by operation of law wherein Synchrony Bank billed the defendant for the credit balance, and defendant did not dispute the balance owing. All right. So where where you, where's the proof of that?
1: Did you? Yes. You said you didn't remember this
4: at all. So where mm-hmm. are they getting? Well, this was actually an account that was opened pre-COVID. Um, we were one of the victims of COVID employment. Well, my husband Wasn't. was. I- yeah, who wasn't? I was a medical victim. Uh, so it but was an account that you do recognize? Possibly. If it's the one that I tracked down. Um, I did call when we were back to work, and they told me that it had already been charged off, and there was nothing I could do. That was a couple of years ago, and this is the first I've heard of it since then.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so this... this, this- Sorry, sorry. go ahead, Justice.
4: I was just going to say, this is a big problem these big banks
1: have done to people during COVID is extort them.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and this is very common. What happens is or these, these rats, these, and I'm saying rats because they eat the crap of the earth. These debt collectors like Portfolio Recovery Associates, oh, and the liar firms that represent them. And I have no problem showing you who that is. That's these morons right here. Sean Morrissey and Sean Big Fat Piggy Pig, oh sorry, Yumi Pig or Ummy Pig. I don't. I don't now, now, name.
1: James, come on.
0: That's a terrible name. How do you <laughs> live with yourself, buddy?
1: How did uh, you get through school? I knew a guy named Mark Wiener.
0: Wiener, so. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so Johnson Mark LLC. Adrian, you have this information here. I'm going to tell you some steps you're going to do right uh, here pretty quick. Okay. So these two morons have put their name on here. They quote-unquote signed it, but this is it. There's nothing else. So there's no proof that line six is accurate. There's no affidavit stating that what's here in this complaint is truthful. So is there really a controversy before the court is my question.
1: So there's no affidavit.
0: Hmm. No. No, there's nothing. Adrian sent me everything, correct? You sent me everything that they sent you, that you were yep, with.
4: Yeah, the my reply. That was it. Yep. No.
0: So, so what do we do, guys? How do we handle this? Counter sue them. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> you can do one of two things. You can file a countersuit, which would be in the same court. I, for one, were like, eh, I'd rather not adjudicate that in the same court, especially mm-hmm. since I don't trust these state courts. You know, my trust in the federal courts is weaning. However, when you get to that level, there is an adult in the room. and As long as it's stated correctly, you're going to be just fine. So she filed an answer. Um, is it too late to file a motion to dismiss for failure to state a claim upon which relief can be granted?
2: No. You can never be too late in submitting that one. Especially. Even if you go to jail for it, serve time. When you get out, then you can still ask them to dismiss it based on lack of subject matter jurisdiction.
0: Yes. Correct. Correct. So, what I'm going to recommend is that, and I'll help you with this, Adrian, is you'll write up a motion to dismiss. And you're going to bring up the facts that. Portfolio Recovery Associates is not the real party in interest. They have stated no facts that you have. Um, there is no facts within the complaint, and so here's here's how you attack a complaint with it with a motion to dismiss. You take what's there and go, well, the, the the quote unquote facts you're purporting don't back up what you're saying. If that makes sense. So based on. What they're saying here, the party with interest or that would have interest to bring suit is Synchrony Bank. Why didn't Synchrony Bank do this? Oh, I know because right there on line number five, they charged it off. Once they charged it off, they no longer have, they, they can't come after you.
1: That's Synchrony very Bank similar Bank. to the insurance payoffs with the mortgage. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So Synchrony Bank chose, instead of choosing to file suit on their own, they chose to charge it off. So then what happens is these rats here, the Portfolio Recovery Associates, they go in and they buy this $1,200 debt for pennies on the dollar. They probably paid less than 200 bucks for it, and now they're trying to extort the amount that's due in balance from
1: Adrian mm-hmm. and her husband. Mm-hmm. They're like ambulance chasers. Oh, my gosh. Don't get me started. Okay?
0: <laughs> so – how, how I would handle this is I would file a motion to dismiss for lack of subject matter jurisdiction for um, failure to state a claim upon which relief can be granted and point out all of the deficiencies based on what's here. Then I would submit that to the court with what do I say we submit with everything you guys? Affidavits. Affidavits. Can you believe it? Affidavits. Now, I, I have to I have to clarify some things. Um. There's some videos on our website that we're going to be updating soon. Um, Affidavits on their own. If you just send someone an affidavit on their own, it does not require a response. However, when it's attached to a court pleading or a court document, it requires a response that's for the power of affidavits. It also is your testifying. So Adrian is coming forward as someone who has personal knowledge, and can testify to the truthfulness of this, of, the, of the, the claims being made. And that's what that affidavit does. Now, the other side is going to file an objection to it. And then you're going to go back and say, nice try. You guys still don't have standing. Bring forward someone who has standing to, to corroborate your claims. So you've got... Uh, let me open it up again here. You've got portfolio and recovery associates as the plaintiff. There's nobody signing this document on, that's, that's tied to them. You've got this attorney. He has no standing to bring these claims. He has no personal knowledge of these claims. Okay? That's how we, That's how you attack this. Now, then, um, and Adrian, I don't know if you're taking notes. Before you do any of this stuff here, you're going to bar grieve the crap out of these two idiots right here. And, and you're also going to look up this Johnson Mark LLC attorney. Looks like uh-huh. it's jam You're going to find the named partners and you're going to bar grieve the crap out of them too. So what's going to happen is they're going to get a bar grievance notification and you're going to put in there, these two idiots brought a complaint against you. They have no personal knowledge of the situation. They have violated, you know, these just pick something. It doesn't matter. And then the bar grievances, they're not going to do anything. They're not going to get reprimanded. The bar isn't going to come back and say, Oh, you guys are in the doghouse. They're not going to do that. But the insurance company is going to go, why did somebody file one, two, and chances are there's at least two, maybe three named partners. Why were five bar grievances filed against you guys in the matter of two days? That's a problem. And then these named partners are going to go, how much are you suing her for? $1,200 or $1,100, whatever it is. looks like it's $1,100. You're suing her for $1,100 and we run the risk of losing our malpractice insurance. Drop this suit now. Now, if that doesn't do it, that coupled with your motions to dismiss will absolutely push this over the edge. Then what you're going to do once that's done, then we start having some fun, and we're going to go after these portfolio idiots and this law firm for purporting fraud on the court, for racketeering and Rico claims. Then they're going to then they're going to be in a world of hurt. So, James, yes,
1: how do they? There has to be something written somewhere that allow, unless it's just blatant crime, something somewhere that allows them to go ahead and purchase these things after they've been charged off. I mean, it's double dipping. It's it it's the same thing again with the mortgages and the insurance is double, triple, quadruple dipping. Where is the law that states that that is illegal or where is the loophole for them?
0: So no. they, it's not illegal to buy charged off debt. That's not illegal itself. It should be. It should be but it's not. There are a number of laws surrounding the collection of those debts, like the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. Um, The situation with the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act is it states that, so like Portfolio Recovery Associates, if they had sent statements to Adrian saying they're trying to collect this debt on behalf of Synchrony Bank, that's, that's above water. That's totally fine. But they can't sue her directly only synchrony bank does that is the party with interest here allegedly right mm-hmm. but according to this document they charged it off so if they charge it off then they have no interest so here's what would happen if 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 adrian tried to call synchrony bank and say oh i'm so sorry i i was out of work due to COVID. i now have the money i want to pay you guys back they'd be like well we can't take your money we charge it off <laughs> oh Oh, okay so the 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 contract is satisfied then
2: that's the important step in 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 coming forth with remedy i believe Mm -hmm. on the part to to be able to come in honor and to go before the court with clean hands in this situation is to show that you have made an attempt at a remedy
0: yeah yep and that's and that's the truth and, know, and
1: always to claim that it's not your intent not to pay anything you lawfully right. owe.
0: Yeah, I mean that's so. I got a letter from I don't remember who it was from. I got a, I got a debt collection letter, and I wrote him back and I said, hey, I just want to be very clear. It's not my intent. It is not now, nor has it ever been my intent to avoid paying a debt which I may lawfully owe. But right. in order to ascertain if this is something that I owe, I need you. To do this. The law states they must validate the debt. Well, what what happens when you when you request a validation of a debt? Have you guys done that before, Erica? Yeah, I have. So so when you when you request someone and Adrian, you're shaking your head no. Um,
4: I haven't requested it. No. I've always been the one to call and be like, hey, I can't pay. Here's why. Yeah. And then call back when I'm like, hey, I can pay. Yeah. But then it's too late. So
0: um, if there's if there's something that I can that, that I can teach everyone and this is what I want to teach you guys, is not just you, Adrian, but anyone watching or listening. Do everything in writing.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Avoid the phone as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Do everything in writing. OK, so here's what happened in my in, in my case. Um, and Erica, I was going to have you say because you've requested a validation. What did they send you?
2: Well, I had two different responses. Um, I, I sent it to two different banks regarding mortgage information.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, one of the banks sent me a response that said, yeah, your request is, uh, it's too much. And it's really <laughs> specific on what it is that you're asking for exactly. Uh, we're denying your request. It was a little draconian, my list of validation <laughs> request information. However, I felt it necessary to gather the full amount of information that I was after. Um, and then the other bank sent me a response of information this thick that I'm still going through trying to figure out if they actually answered the the questions that I had. So, so far, no. So far, no. So That's, far, no. It's either they tell you nothing or they overwhelm you with tons of stuff that you have to try to sift through in all of your your career yeah. free time,
0: hoping you'll go um, away. So, in in, in my case, <clears throat> when I requested a validation, so when I got this notice from this company, I requested a validation and I gave them very specific things. I said, "I want you, I want you guys to provide under the penalty of perjury that you." Own this contract? That I have a contract with you. That this is there's nothing wrong with this, this this purported amount you're claiming I owe. I went through the whole nine yards. I got a response back from them, and all it was was we we checked with the original creditor, and this is valid. <laughs> That's not what I asked. <laughs> That's not what I asked for.
4: Well, um, like I could have
0: done that. I exactly. So. I sent a nicely worded letter back, and I was like, well, I appreciate you guys doing that. However, this isn't what I asked for, and I'm just going to pretend like um, this never happened. Send me, again, this is my second request, send me verification that you own this debt and that I have an obligation to pay this debt to you signed under the penalty of perjury. And I've gotten nothing back, and it's been... Four or five months now, okay. So, what's the purpose of doing that, you guys? Why would we do that kind of stuff?
1: Uh, to prove they are lo- own the debt. I mean, okay. It, it, I mean, it's it's high, it's white collar or fancy crime wrapped right. up in paperwork and you know ex- extreme vocabulary that's meant to confuse people. And if you don't say just simply. Show me that you have proof. I can send anybody a letter written with, you know, scholarly vocabulary and signed by, you know, some law firm. If you don't validate that all, why would that person start sending me checks, right? I mean, we know that this type of crime exists and it, you know, it behooves the average person to prove that people aren't committing crime.
0: Um, that's a great, that's a great response for sure. Um. The, the, the main purpose behind this is, is twofold. Congress, you know, so many people were, were complaining to the United States Congress about the actions and the unethical actions of these debt collection firms. Um, that they enacted the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act that states you have a right to seek validation. They must provide said validation. Um, there are administrative remedies they must go through before they can sue you. So you, you noticed in that complaint that Adrian has is that it stated that synchrony bank, synchrony bank sent her a statement and she didn't dispute it. So it's got to be valid. That is that administrative remedy that they must follow. However, they missed the big part where it says now you can sue that, that the entity that can sue is synchrony bank, not, not portfolio associates, idiots, whatever they are. Um, and those more life liars. Okay. So the reason why we do this part of it is you get a statement that says you owe me money. Okay, validate it. Again, if I owe it, I owe it. I just want to know, make sure I owe it. Validate it for me. If you can't do that, you need to stop talking to to me right now.
1: Okay, James, let's talk about what is valid validation.
0: Simple. It's an affidavit. (gasps)
1: Did
0: I just say that again. Mm -hmm. It's an affidavit. Can you guys believe that? And an affidavit.
1: Well, in our case, (laughs) in in our case, what am I asking for?
0: So you're you're asking for validation and saying in your case, right? And this is what you did. You wrote the company who was asking you for money and say, I don't have a contract with you. I don't know who you are. Um, I'm going to need to know who you are before I pay you. Number one. Number two, I'm going to need to know that I have an obligation to pay you. So I, I need you to send me something that is signed under the penalty of perjury that states, number one, you own my loan. Number two, you have a right to collect on that loan. And number three, you can follow through if I don't. Right. Why, why should that be any, why, why is that hard for anyone to sign under the penalty of perjury? That's all it is. It's just an affidavit. They can send a document back that says affidavit of truthfulness of documentation.
1: Well, because they you don't review, to review the
0: documentations. We have this, you know, we have the original note. We have the original trustee. If it's a mortgage, we have, we have the right to collect on this loan and we have a right to foreclose on this loan signed by such and such CEO of company in witnesses thereof by such and such notary.
1: So the, the contract is the big thing. So in case of a mortgage or a bank, you know, you usually sign something somewhere. So if yeah. they if they can't get you the original document, they give you an affidavit that they that they saw it with their own eyes and they, they saw have the it. for a
0: judge's inspection. Correct. They saw the
1: original, you know. And and I keep saying that if 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 they're going to tell you a photocopy of something from 17 years ago is valid, well, so is my photocopy of my passport at the airport. They should let me on the plane. Yeah. They have to validate. They, they have an the original contract.
0: That's not that's not that's not proof. You, in order to bring the claim that you have standing to sue for a unpaid debt you must have physical possession of the original contract yep. so adrian um portfolio and associates now that you're in now that you're in this lawsuit you can actually file for discovery okay so you can go back and say please provide me the original copy of the contract not the original copy but the original contract please provide a, ver- a verified Certified copy of the original contract that states that mm-hmm. I owe you guys money, and and we can go through this stuff if you want. Um, then you can file your motion to dismiss if you want. But either way, th- these guys are barking up the wrong tree, and they're just hoping that you're going to settle.
1: That's well, all. With this. Just, <laughs> we should we should do a show on the response and how to do it. Yeah. Oh, step. I think step you, step. you
0: know what. If you guys are okay with it, maybe we can do that next next week. Would you be all right coming back, Adrian?
4: Uh, again, I'll put on different sweatshirt, but yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you know, Erica got all dolled up for us today. Come on now. <laughs> I know. I can't compete with that. It's just, you know. Well, I'm just teasing you guys. Um, no, that's that's great. I would love that. So then that way we can it's more of a workshop of like, hey, this this is how we this is how we do this and this is your next step and what we can do. I'd love yeah. to do that.
4: I think that would be helpful. For sure. I, I would appreciate it. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, you bet. Uh, and I and that's what, that's why I, I reached out to you and was to see if you'd be willing to come on the show because we want to we want to help. So, awesome. so um, let let's let's plan on that then. But again, you guys, this this is what you have to know. You get anything in the mail from a debt collector, ask for validation of the debt. Ask for proof. I demand strict proof that I owe you money. Right. Um, in I terms believe, of a contract, you know, if I it, Let me see. Real quick, why, so, since we're talking, go ahead, Justice. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look for a document. I wanna open it up on my screen. So if uh, if you if I you say. don't
1: have a contract with someone, why do you owe them anything? Mm-hmm. So if I sell, you know, if I sell James my car, right, and he's paying me because we have a contract on a monthly basis, and he decides to give that car away to someone else that person doesn't owe me money. I don't have a contract with that person. James still owes me the money. We contracted, we wrote a bill of sale. We have a piece of paper under, you know, under God's faith, we made a contract with one another. So just because these organizations say they're gonna sell you their debt that they charged off, you, you have to get validation from this other company. Why should you pay them? You're not in contract with them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and they have to prove it. They have to show you the law and the reasons
4: why you have to pay them.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, here it is right here.
4: It would be nice if people explained that, that like the debt collection company was the car. Like, that's a good analogy. Yeah. Because you, you just get these threatening letters and you don't, you don't know. Yeah, that's you what to- I was saying. Right. They, they factor up
1: all this law with fancy paperwork and fancy vocabulary and scare the hell out of people.
4: Yeah.
0: Okay, let me show you this. This is what I wrote up, and I will post this in our affidavits group so we can see this. Let me see if I can make this.
1: Oh, love the AFNI.
0: Yep, Afni, Afni. That's who they were. So here's 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 what I said, dear sir or madam, you are in receipt of notice under the authority of the Fair Debt Collections Practices Act regarding your file, and this is this is the account number. It is not now nor has it ever been my intention to avoid paying any obligation that I lawfully owe. In order that I can make arrangements to pay an obligation which I may owe, please document and verify the debt by complying in good faith with this request for validation and notice that I dispute part or all of the alleged debt. So here's what I'm asking. Number one. Please furnish a copy of the original promissory note redacting my social security number to prevent identity theft and state under penalty of perjury that your client, Sprint, is the holder in due course of the promissory note and will produce the original for my own and a judge's inspection should there be a trial to contest the matters. Number two, please produce the account and general ledger statement showing the full accounting of the alleged obligation which you are now attempting to collect. Number 3. Please identify by name and address all persons, corporations, associations, or any other parties having an interest in legal proceedings regarding the alleged debt. Number 4. Please verify under penalty of perjury that as a debt collector, you have not purchased evidence of debt and are proceeding with collection activity in the name of the original maker of the note. That's exactly what happened to you,
1: Adrian. Is this principle of business, James? What's that? Isn't Sprint out of business? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got one of those in the mail the other day too from Sprint, and I just tore it up and threw it
0: away.
1: Yep. do anything.
0: please verify under penalty of perjury that you know and understand that certain clauses in a contract of adhesion, such as a so-called forum selection clause, are unenforceable unless the party to whom the contract is extended could have rejected the clause without impunity. Every single credit card or every single credit account that's not a mortgage or a car loan is a contract of adhesion. Okay. Say that again. Contract of adhesion.
1: Every single what?
0: Every single credit card is a contract of adhesion. And contract- no, I've read number
2: five ten times, and I'm still trying to, to understand what it's saying exactly. So what yeah. it
0: means is this. It's a continuous offer to contract. So here's the difference. Erica, you come to me and say, "I need a hundred dollars." I grant, I lend you a hundred bucks. That's it. It's one time. It's not where I will give you a quote unquote line of credit mm. for up to five hundred dollars, and you borrow a hundred here, pay it back, borrow another two hundred, pay it back, borrow another hundred here, pay it back. That mm-hmm. is a continuous offer to contract. It's a contract of adhesion, just like it sounds. It sticks. It's a contract. Of, contract of stickiness. Okay those types of contracts cannot be assigned okay uh let's see number six please verify under penalty of perjury that you know and understand that cell phone contracts are a series of continuing offers to contract and as such are non-transferable because this is oh, sprint. I didn't know
3: that.
0: yep please provide written verification from the stated creditor that you are authorized to act for them And number eight, please verify that you know and understand that contacting me again after receipt of this notice without providing procedurally proper validation of the debt constitutes the use of interstate communications in a scheme of fraud by advancing a writing that you know is false with the intention that others rely on the written communication to their detriment. What is that? Do you guys know? I'll type it down here for you. Ready? Ready for this?
2: Mail fraud? No. Oh, Rico. Oh.
0: There it is. Rico. Okay. And then I put on here with a copy to the Consumer Response Center, the Federal Trades Commission. You know, it's the, uh, um, not the FCC, but, uh, or maybe it is the FCC. I don't remember. So, anyway, that's what I did. And I I forgot, I, I haven't posted this in our group, but I will. Okay. Any questions on that?
1: Um, you said that's the one you sent and that you haven't heard from them?
0: Yeah. Yep. I sent them that one and have gotten nothing back.
1: Yeah. So it's interesting how that's working because um, Sprint was absorbed by T-Mobile, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, had the same, I had the same situation with Sprint and it was like, we I paid our last bill. We were done. And then all of a sudden they come after me and go, oh, this was for the few months after you paid the bill. Yeah. This was the stuff that wasn't tallied in yet. I'm like, no, no.
3: <laughs> yep. you
1: pay The last bill, you pay the last bill. Right. So I just ignored it. And I'm like, no, nope, mm-hmm. we're done. We paid. And then all of a sudden a year goes by or two years even. And like I said, just something came in the mail the other day. And I was like, what are they doing? So how how does it work? A company gets absorbed or purchased, or whatever it was called. Now they're out of business. What gives them the right to collect? Well, they we don't.
0: That's my point is they charged off all of their open uh, – uh, in their books, in their accounting books, if they had anything that was left unpaid that wasn't part of the original agreement to go to the new company, they charge it all off. And then they just go out and go, hey, we can make a little extra money here. So this is what I'm saying. Is like you, you guys want to um, – well, maybe it's not the best way to do it, but you know, these, these like Sprint or these other companies are no longer in business. They just sold the charged off debt to somebody. And now they're coming to go, Oh, we can go after and collect it for this people. We're going to, but again, it's like Alphonse says, Hey, guess what? I'm not your average monkey.
2: Yeah. Right. And I think it's important to, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but this is a, this is a waste of my time to have to deal with all these people who keep telling me that I owe them something for me to draft something and write something and do all the blah, blah, blah. Mm
3: -hmm. I'm
2: going to not do that for free. Like if you're going to send me something, I'm going to also respond in my notice that, um, this is, this is what I'm charging for my time Mm -hmm. for everything that I have to send to you this is the amount of money that I'm charging for that. And then I'm going to send them a bill mm-hmm. yeah. afterwards. So, and, and if they don't pay it, then they're in dishonor because I already set the law of what it was going to be from this point forward. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so the only thing I would correct you on that, you're not wrong, Erica. You, you absolutely have a right to your time. Your time is valuable and everybody has a right to be paid. The only thing I would state differently is instead of sending them a bill, I would just file a, file a lawsuit in small claims court. <laughs> file out. So, whatever you charge them for, right? You know, it depends on every state. Some states you can go up to $20,000 in small claims. Some states are less than that. It depends. Um,
2: well, wouldn't I need to provide them opportunity to, to yeah. Meet yeah. remedy?
0: You're doing that, right? You're yeah, sending them a notice.
2: The whole yeah. idea is to always be an honor and say, look, this is the expectation that I'm setting for myself. Yeah. If you move forward, that's being a grown up. Yeah, right. It is. It's like, hey,
0: I had to spend time defending myself from this frivolous garbage. There's cost for that, so I'm sending you my notice and fee schedule, if that's what you want to right. call it, and your opportunity to cure. There is nothing wrong with, with trying to be civil and administrative about it. Now, you ask some people like Alphonse or Steve Emerson, they're like, "Yeah, quit wasting your time with that. Let's just go civil." Okay, that hey, that works for you. This is what I choose to do. Now, it, everybody's different.
3: Mm-hmm, what I'm right.
0: telling you is, I don't want to. I don't want you to get. And I'm not saying you specifically, Eric. I'm just saying you in a general sense of the term of the word. I don't want people to get confused that you can just start sending bills to people because you can and will. Uh, you could be brought up on char- on RICO charges, which is what you don't want to do. So this is why I'm saying is there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I'm giving you guys an opportunity. This is your final opportunity and notice to cure.
1: Now, okay. what I don't would, what start would start constitute a RICO charge, James, on What's her happening? behalf? What would constitute RICO on her behalf, just so charging like, for her time?
0: Yeah, just like what I said there. You know, you know, creating documentation that which you which you know to be false. Now, I'm not saying it is false. Well,
2: that's what I'm saying. Paper terrorism, I think, is
0: another. Yeah, way. it's more. Yeah, it's more along the line. Mail fraud would be another one. 18 yeah, it's 18, my
2: part time job was just sitting around writing up notices to everyone, telling them that, that they're doing this to me. I'm going to do this. I that is not the case at all. I would only ever reserve that kind of a notice if I'm going to be willing to see it through to the end, because yeah. I have proof that that this is becoming um, a burdensome activity in my life. And I've asked you for remedy three times now. And now there's no controversy before the court. I just make yeah. my claim and I say yeah. this is the bill. He's yeah. in debt to me. So that's, so and that's go.
0: again, this is all very damning evidence, right? Hey, your Your Honor, I gave them an opportunity to cure. I did everything administratively to resolve this without bringing my my issue before the court, and they right. chose to ignore me.
2: Yeah. I figure so many things can just be resolved if we we're just grown-ups and just talk oh, to gosh. each other like that. If you can just find the right man or woman who's bringing the issue and be like, "Hey, all right, here's the deal. Let's just resolve this right here." Instead of going to daddy judge and be like, mm-hmm. "He did this and she
1: did this. Can you tell him to stop doing that, please?" There's I- no money in that, Erica. <laughs> right.
2: There's no money in being a grown-up and just being like, "Hey, this is a situation. Can you solve
1: the things?" That's what it this- all boils down to
0: guys this is the this is the problem that our nation is facing is, is th- there there are very few grown-ups left in the room I mean anywhere go back to the story we told earlier about that young man with that police shooting were there any grown-ups involved in that situation no
1: hmm.
0: no you had a bunch of people thinking well, they weren't they weren't thinking yeah this is this sad situation Very. So th- this is why you know Erica you're not wrong is you're not wrong hey I'm trying to be the grown-up in the room here
2: Right.
0: You brought a frivolous claim against me. I tell you you're wrong and I'm charging you for my time. I'm giving you an opportunity to cure before I go into court and sue you for three times that amount. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I know a lot of I know a lot of liars that that use that tactic a lot. So, all right, with that, um, we're going to wrap this uh, episode up. It's a little more than an hour. Adrian, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate you being here and for willing to share your situation. Oh, thank you for being a, a, a use case study for us. So, so for next week, guys, we're going to talk about, okay, you've been sued. Now, what do you do? How do you, how do you handle this? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to do more of a, more of a workshop type feel. Um, I will do my best to get as much of the stuff done ahead of time. <laughs> Justice knows I'm up to my neck right now in, in getting a, her new lawsuit done. I've got a couple of other things I'm trying to do for some people. So, Life is crazy and busy, but I will do my best. But
2: yeah. I think there's value, too, in just working through the process of drafting it. So don't yeah. feel like you have to have too much of it done.
0: I, I don't want to have a lot of it done. I, I just yeah. want to have a, like the basic stuff, like the, you know, the title and that kind of stuff. And then we can actually just kind of write it out as we go.
2: Yeah, that's so. helpful to, to help think through the process of why you're choosing certain phrases and
4: stuff like yeah. that. Good. Yeah. Go.
0: yeah, I don't have a problem uh, having you guys open up the mind of the mad scientist. I don't have a problem with that at all.
4: <laughs> do we want to start um, what you do after the answers, or do we want to go over how to answer the summits?
0: Yeah, so what, um, you already filed your answers, correct?
4: Yeah, I had my yeah. 21 days.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so now that you filed your answers, the next step here, the next step in the process is you guys would go to discovery. So discovery mm-hmm. is where and, – and do you have – Adrian, do you have Dr. Graves' course, the How to Win in Court?
4: I don't. I am not able to get that until after taxes.
0: Okay, that's fine. That's totally fine. Um, when you do get that, you're going to learn, you know, the process of what um, how this works. So, <clears throat> the next step in the lawsuit is once an answer has been filed, both parties move to discovery, and you guys have you guys have every right to ask for things. You know, hey, where's your evidence? Show your proof. Show your evidence. And so, you would file a motion with the court for discovery. And you would ask for certain things, um, which we can talk about. Um, but at this point, I don't even know if you need to do that. You can't. I mean, it's just more damning. It's, and, and the nice thing, too, is if you get it on the public record within the court, you can use that in your other lawsuit going after them to show that they didn't have anything and that they, they purported fraud and they committed fraud upon the court. So it's a good, it's a good thing to do. Um, and then once you go from the discovery, if you're still a dispute in the parties – then the court will usually um, schedule a, a pre-trial scheduled hearing okay. where you guys will get together before um, before there's a trial of some kind. But we're, we're getting ahead of myself. 99.9% of the time these, these things never go to trial because, as Dr. Graves says, discovery is where lawsuits go to die. So Yeah. Okay? So I'll with see. that, you guys, I'm going to wish you a blessful – Happy weekend I hope you guys all have a great weekend and a good week coming up I got lots to talk about um, real quick to, uh, you know opening up our show next week I got a uh, we got a ruling from the court on a case that was ridiculous um, I want to talk about that for, for a few minutes and then we'll we'll jump into helping Adrian on her next step so okay anything else you guys want to say before we part
1: um, I would say if anybody's in this situation, You know, call the company that's trying to get money from you and ask them to provide you with the contract. There you go. You won't have to get to Adrian's point. Yeah. And you know, I mean, it's it's, it it worked like a charm for me. I basically said, you know, I only contracted with American Express. You're trying to extort money from me. Don't ever call me again. And they never did. So I would just ask them to provide that.
0: And that is that is that is a right that you have as uh, according to that Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. If you ask them to stop calling you, they must stop calling you and say, oh, by the way, um, may, I, I, the only communication I want from you is going to be through the good old fashioned postal service mm-hmm. between now and then. So.
1: Uh, yep. hey, and we, we might hopefully do another um, Q&A on Telegram. I know. James can squeeze in the time.
0: I'm doing what I can. I, really, I want to. Erica, anything you want to throw in before we say goodbye?
1: I just always encourage everyone
2: to... Assume that everyone is for your good until they, until you realize that they're not and then destroy them. No,
0: (laughs) and then show no mercy.
2: But No, I'm serious. When I just, I have so much good luck in my life just because I'm always being so transparent with every single person that I deal with every single man and woman that I deal with. And I, if I just, if I, If I even just say, look, I'm really confused by what you're saying. I I don't really fully understand what you're saying, or I'm, I'm really feeling a little nervous about what we're talking about here. Just being transparent. People are generally good. I really do Mm -hmm. believe that even going into the courthouses and dealing with everyone. They're so nice. They don't know what they're part of Mm -hmm. and they don't realize the whole big picture of things. Police officers, are doing what they're instructed to be doing. Nurses are being instructed to they're doing what they're being instructed to do. But if you can appeal soul to soul with the man or the woman across from you, just really take advantage of that and and um not take advantage of it, but use it to explain yeah. what it is that the wrong that is trying to be committed against you and the role that they're playing in to do it. And it, it really does make a difference to people to do that. It can stop controversy before it even gets to the point of where we're having to mm-hmm. go into the ring with Mike Tyson in the, <laughs> you know, that's that's what it feels like. Seriously, because we're so just gonna more, bite your off yeah you're normal people, James. We don't have time to write up these beautiful documents that you do. You you you're going up against Mike Tyson, though, someone who's been doing it for 20 years. We have the capability, something that every single man and woman can do is to just listen to your gut. When you know that you're being wronged about something, you don't have to know no. the statute code rule law ordinance for it. No. You just have to know in your gut that it's wrong what they're doing and then be able to communicate it and stand on your right as a person, as a as a man or a woman to say, oh, you're trying to come against me in a wrong. Is that your intent? That mm-hmm. right there can stop the controversy. Yeah. yeah.
0: And just yeah.
2: be be good grown-ups everybody just yeah. do it don't yeah. be afraid of me.
0: is it your intention to try to defraud me right thinking? is
2: it your intent to extort me because that's what yeah. it looks like by what you're doing yeah you can't provide that to me it's gonna look like a trespass against me in the way of fraud or extortion
0: mm-hmm. yeah and i really yeah. don't
2: want to have to do that
0: yeah you, you use those terms i mean because again you know, to your point, Erica and, and, and Adrian probably felt the same way. When you called in, it's like, I guarantee whoever that answered the phone, they didn't, they don't know that they're extorting money. Right. Is, is, he, is it your intent to, to attempt okay. to extort from me? Is that what you're trying to do here? Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, you just have a bill. You got to pay us. I, I hear what you're saying. And I see you understand, or you think you know that I have a bill that's owed, but, but I can't pay anything unless I know that it's legit.
2: And if you're always acting in honor, always, always tell the truth, Mm -hmm. even to yourself, and always act in honor and make a vow to do no harm to anyone. What crime will you ever be committing then?
0: Exactly. How easy is it to remember a lie that you told someone two or three years down the road?
2: Right.
0: How easy is it to remember the truth that you told someone two, three years ago?
4: I'm a terrible liar in general, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good, that's a this is gift. <laughs> what I
0: teach my kids: it's like you guys. It's a lot easier to remember the truth. Trust me.
4: Mm-hmm. A, lot a lot of energy to keep that up. Yeah. It's a big system
1: that's been created from the people who are who are trying to commit fraud to the average worker, and you know, you everybody's done it. They've, Can I speak to your supervisor because you're not getting remedy right on a call? Yeah. Yep. Well, by the time you get to the third person, they know what's going on. Yeah. Well, that's how it works all the way to the top. So Erica's point is just so true. Yep. Always just be kind and loving. and Just be kind and loving and assume
2: that no one's trying to harm you unless you realize that they really are. They really yeah. are. And then call it out
1: and then stand on your rights.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep.
1: Which, yeah, doesn't I agree. work. That's what the courts are for. <laughs> I agree.
0: Good stuff, you guys. Okay, everybody. Thank you Adrian, so much for tuning nice in. Nice to meet you. Um, thank you. you yes, too. Adrian. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you again next, next Friday. Um, right. Everyone else for, thank you for listening, watching, however you're tuning into us. We really do appreciate you. We love you. Uh, just help us get this information out to as many people as you can. And um, with that, God bless you all. Have a great weekend and until next week. God bless. Thank you.